All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Small Town Faith Talks. We are uh, bringing a an, our first international show to you today. We are sitting down with Austin and Kaylee Bowden, and they are over in Santiago, Chile. So we have our first live international episode, and we are so thankful to have this opportunity to chat with them today about the mission work that they are doing. So, hey, guys, how you doing today? Hey, Matt. Good. How hey, are you doing? We're doing well. Doing great. Doing great. Well, hey, uh, before we jump into all the content, I wanted to give the people an idea of uh, kind of what this looks like. You know, we have recently taken you guys on uh, for support uh, to be our, our one of our missionaries. And uh, you, you guys were here back in March of this year, and you got a chance to speak to the church and kind of give present some of what you're doing. But help us understand for those that may be listening that don't have an idea of, of who you are and where you're at, what organization you're with, and what that mission work looks like for us. Sure. So we are uh, full-time missionaries, career missionaries with the Association of Baptists for World Evangelism, which is a mouthful, so we like to just say ABWE. And uh, there is a, a ministry here in Santiago, Chile, called Santiago Christian Academy. It's a school. And so Kaylee and I kind of by trade are educators, but we also have a passion for missions. And about in 2016, the Lord kind of showed us how both of those things could collide, how we could be educators, uh, but at the same time, uh, do it from a missions context where we can ultimately uh, just use education as a platform for uh, discipling and, and evangelizing the lost. And that's exactly what we're doing here in Chile. And we believe that the Lord has has called us here to be to be permanently uh, working at this school. And um, so we are we're navigating exactly what that looks like now that we're here full time. All right. Well, that's well, first of all, right out of the gate, we're understanding how to say the word properly. It's Chile. Chile. <laughs> it's not Chile. Chile. We were trying to we're trying it's to not. make a hashtag uh, yeah. NZ to Chile, but that, that might not work. <laughs> well, not not all hashtags have to rhyme. Well, I guess that's true. Exactly. That's right. good. Yeah. We'll, we'll say and NZ we, we to Chile. There you go. A lot of grace to the, to the English speakers because it is just hard for us in our tongues to work that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know one of the things that you guys uh, recently ventured through was language school. And I hear a little bit of that, uh, that, little, that little bit of that uh, Spanish accent coming out of there. How, how did that go? Um, well, yeah, it was a year long of being students again, essentially. So that was uh, was difficult in and of itself. But uh, thankfully, um, I think the Lord allowed us to get a, an adequate base for Spanish, having a good understanding of the grammar and and the language, so that once we got here, we were able to uh, somewhat feel sufficient in what we needed to do and what we needed to accomplish. So definitely a learning, for, still a learning. Uh, think for us, we're no nowhere near where we need to be, and and that's language learning is just a lifelong process. So mm-hmm. we have to be patient and graceful to ourselves, knowing that this is going to take a long time. It's going to take years to be fluent and to be totally proficient. Um, and and so yeah, that that was a good kickstart to our ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I imagine that the uh, you know being immersed there in the Spanish speaking culture. Is gonna you know give y'all leaps and bounds in the next f- phase of learning that language. Right. Yeah. Right. It's one thing to kind of have you know a class where you're learning the words and practicing sentences here and there, to being forced to use it on the spot and and to navigate that. And so, 
it definitely comes with uh, growing pains, but it, it forces you to learn quickly. Yeah, even uh, even when you guys were here last, or when you were here back in March, and we took you guys out to lunch that uh, that day before you left, we took you to a local <laughs> Mexican restaurant, and it was awesome because they just they just busted out with it right there, and I was we were just sitting back, just grinning from ear to ear. We're like, we don't know what's going on, but this is awesome. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's great. No, that's so cool. You just you just gotta trust that Austin and Kaylee aren't like uh, talking bad about yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't giving us funny looks yeah. or anything. So <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. So we really enjoyed having you guys come speak for us here in the church that day. And then, of course, you know, um, y'all have been back in Chile. How how has life been going since y'all have returned to Chile? So we arrived. Um the end of March, beginning of, of April, and we even had a, a little setback. We were flying out of Dallas and had a connecting flight in Houston. Um, well, because of weather, our plane got delayed and because the flight is an overnight flight um, and only flies out one time a day. Oh. And so we we missed our connecting flight to <laughs> even get here. So we had an extra day in Houston Um but yeah, we, we landed in the end of March, beginning mm-hmm. of April, and um, as much as we didn't want to hit the ground running, um, we did because we ended up, um, as Austin said, are moving here full time and we shipped a container and uh, we didn't realize how quickly the container by boat would make it here. Mm-hmm. And so Austin spent... Probably four or five days just constantly going to the notary, going to um, the shipping company, company, going to um, kind of like the police department area, getting different forms signed, trying to figure out how to transfer money, how to um, get all the necessary paperwork so that we could receive our container. Um, And so that's kind of how things started for (laughs) us as soon as we we hit the ground. Um, yep, yep. And to kind of add a, uh, another little complication, um, I had pre-filled out a lot of paperwork that I knew I would need to have ready to go, but they were all stamped for the 30th. Oh, because And I- because we missed our flight, oh, I had man. to redo all the paperwork in country um, so that the stamp and, and that time frame matches with what my stamp was in the passport. And um, that just, it just created a, a complication right after the get-go from when we arrived. Um, but the Lord is faithful. We received it and the arrival of the container was flawless. And, um, the Lord provided a a place for us to pay for some storage as well while we're storing some of that. Um, and so it's, it's all worked out, but, but we did hit the ground running (laughs) and we've been pretty much running since that's the best way to put it. Right. Yeah. So, well, right now it's summertime. Is that, does that reflect the same there as far as school being out or what does that look like? on a daily basis for y'all? No. So a a little geography lesson. Um, North America is in the Northern hemisphere and Chile is in the Southern hemisphere. So we actually have opposite seasons. Um, And I wish I could show you our driveway, but it is full of orange and yellow and red leaves. (laughs) So it is fall for us. Yeah. Um, We are going into winter, so we actually both have sweaters on and blankets and drinking hot things. Um, So, yeah, it it makes us jealous when we see the Facebook post of the summer and sitting at the pool and the warm, warm weather, especially in Texas. (laughs) But uh, 
regarding the school calendar, mm. because the the school that we're serving with uh, was originally created as a missionary kids school some 30, 40 years ago, um, the calendar has retained a U.S. schedule. And so the kids are actually about to get out of school here in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. They'll have a one month break during, you know, what's classified as their winter break. But it's actually their transition from year to year. So in wow. August, when we start again, they'll start their brand new year. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it was meant for for missionary kids when they go back to the States, they can integrate right back into U.S. schools and not have to lose a semester of learning. Um, but, yeah, part of that the uh, the process of the transition that we're undergoing right now as a school is kind of evaluating what really works the best in light of being here in Chile. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So Go we ahead. take we take the the calendar like the North American school calendar, but then we also follow the seasons in Chile. So we have a big summer break in the middle of our school year um, for about yeah. two, two and a half months because it's, um, summertime. Actually summer here, and yeah. so it is, it's a, it's a unique, um, school calendar to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. So you guys just basically, from what you were experiencing when you left here, you just skipped summer altogether. Right. Yeah. That's so strange. We went from cold to cold. Yeah. yeah. We, we kind of lost the whole summer there. That's wild. <laughs> Y'all are time travelers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So help us understand. All right. So we're getting a picture now. All right. So give us an idea. Like what have you guys, I mean, you guys have only been on the, on the ground for, uh, you know, about two months, I guess now. And, uh, yep. what have you guys seen? How have you already seen God kind of begin to work in that time? What are some things you've seen happening? Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, I'll kind of start by addressing a little bit of some adjustments because I think for our family, that is directly related with how we're also seeing God work. And one of the best ways to put the missionary life to kind of describe it is you go from what is familiar, what you're used to, you know, growing up in the, in the U S to something that's completely foreign. And it's a, it's in a sense, what's called disorientation. And as one person kind of quotes it, you leave your independent, competent life and you move into a life of temporary incompetence. Hmm. Interesting. And so you know, we get off the plane and they're like asking us questions and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot what their accent sounds like. I, what, I think I caught the word correctly. And so it's like what used to be so simple, um, like language, for example, right. uh, is all of a sudden a big complication. And you feel ultimately helpless and at the grace of whoever you're talking to to maybe slow down a little bit or use another <laughs> word that maybe you might know um, because your vocabulary is limited. And you're having to accustom now to the Chilean accent, which is which is widely known as being a one that's very hard to understand hmm. and quick. So um, with that, though, um, you know, we have, a, uh, I guess, do you want to share an example of language, maybe? Um, I was going to share another example. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so, for example, driving. I mean, I think as adults you know, we've, it's, it's like riding a bike. You do it without even thinking. Um, but I personally have never driven in Chile. Um, we, when we were here a short term, we used the public, um, transportation system, used the bus, Mm -hmm. used the, the Metro and things. And so that's definitely been one adjustment now having a family and having a toddler, it takes longer to walk to places, having to not only watch you and your own self on the bus, but now you're watching your son. Um, but the driving, I only feel comfortable driving during non-traffic hours, non-rush hours. 
um, which are very limited when you're in <laughs> yeah. a huge city. city yeah. And I only feel comfortable driving to the school and driving home. And that really explains like going from being independent where, you know, during college, I used to drive across the United States from Virginia to Texas. And now I only feel comfortable to drive 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that really just yeah. kind of paints kind of some of a picture of just how we go from being independent and competent to now incompetent in things yeah. that are almost second nature to us. Right. And right. that, that is, I mean, that's a, that's very enlightening because you don't, I don't know, Walter, that's, that's new. Like you don't think about that. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I right. guess in our American mindset and like you said, just that independent, it's almost like, I guess in my head, you think about it, like, I'm going to go on vacation and I'm going to mm-hmm. leave Texas and I'm going to go to, you know, Florida mm-hmm. and I'm going to get out and I'm everything, I'm going to dial my clock back one hour, but everything continues right. on. Mm-hmm. But to uh-huh, see, right. like you said, even something as simple as like getting in the car and driving down the road, like recalculating, getting off of a plane, right. having a conversation and not feeling like there's this complete level of comfort yeah. and like, confidence in right. what I'm doing in this moment. Man, that is crazy. That is a great insight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is uh it's something that we had to learn for ourselves as well because we're constantly feeling maybe frustrated at moments like why can't I do this? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, remember, give yourself some grace. You yeah. just moved from competence to incompetence. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the transition and that's part of the call of being a missionary, uh, a cross-cultural missionary is your you're saying, I'm willing, Lord, to go wherever you go, even if it means making me utterly incompetent. Yeah, and that's good. And that, that's kind of how that's kind of how I would say right now I've seen the Lord grow uh, or work in my own life is I'm going through that growing phase. And I've been kind of camping out in, in Psalms 84, just learning that God wants me to experience this life of going from his strength to his strength, no matter where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Even if it's difficult, even though in, in Psalms 4 it says, even though if you go through the valley of tears or, or, or vaca, and the reality is I'm realizing maybe I haven't learned the profoundness or experienced the, the full depth of, of leaning on the Lord's strength to get me through this and to, to not only get me through it, but to thrive. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's been a big work that God's doing in my heart right now in these last couple months and what he's continuing to do through me uh, and in me. And, um, yeah, I think that, that incompetence has led to also the, the view of how God's working in my heart. Yeah, that is so good. It, it makes me think of this book that we're reading here as a staff called, uh, uh, draw the circle about praying. And, uh, the, oh, yeah. the author says, God doesn't qualify. He doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. That's right. And we're seeing that, you know, in you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Well, and I guess in my head too, this is like, I don't know, this is just also good because in my head you think, how's God moving? Like, oh, well, we're talking to this, this family or we're, we've seen this, this conversation, but it's like, in, it's almost more individualistic at this point. It's like God is moving in my life, giving me and uh-huh. planting me that, even giving me that foundation to set me up mm-hmm. because now, like you said, this is the first time you guys have gone there as long-term missionaries. Um, Right. Everything else before has been short term. So I, even that's got to be somewhat of an adjustment. But just seeing the Lord, his favor, his grace um, with you as you adjust. How, how have the people received, like, like you're talking about that level of incompetence and just feeling really uh, dependent on others. How, how is that received, you know, from the Chilean people? Are they, 
Are they graceful with you in moments when you're having conversations and you're telling them, slow down, slow down? Or how, how is that received? <laughs> hmm. I think um, right now our primary context of, of a group of people that are Chilean are church-related. It's in the church that we're experiencing this or, or people that we're working with now that are part of the admin team, for example. And from the church perspective, because I think there's already that principle of grace, we recognize God has given this grace and we're called to give it to others. They've been really gracious to us. Um, and, and of course, they, they know, like, there's just, there's just something about, uh, you know, I'm going to refer to us as gringos, right? These white guys coming in. We have a funny accent when it comes to speaking Spanish. We just do. And it's, mm -hmm. it's hard for us to learn some of the R's and things. Our tongues just don't work that way. So sometimes we have a, a really heavy accent. But the, the Chilean people in our experience have been incredibly gracious to us, willing to slow things down, never making us feel like we're fools for not being able to speak. And in fact, the, the, the reality is North Americans are known to the rest of the world as being notoriously able to speak only English yeah. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> so the fact that we're trying to speak and trying to adapt and try to learn their culture and, and, and to trying to get out of our norms as a, as a, what's cultural for us, like our time orientation, for example, um, spending quality time with people, even though it's hard to speak to them, they recognize our intentions. Yeah. And, and I think in that sense, they are, are very glad to see us here and very glad to have us here and to get to know us and to befriend us. Um, I think that's been our overall experience, which has been a, a grace of the Lord as well, because it makes it that much easier to want to put your foot out there and try. Yeah. Um, you don't feel like you're getting that backlash or that, you know, even as simple as somebody laughing at you because you said something wrong. Well, that's, that's, that's enough to shut somebody down. Yeah. From mm -hmm. trying. Yeah. Um, yep. and, and I haven't experienced that at all. I think they've been very gracious to us. That's cool. That's good to hear for sure. That's awesome. Well, uh, so, you know, you guys were there before you'd been a couple of years, but you know, have you, did you have you immediately resumed, you know, some relationships with some of those you're talking about those church folks and different people that you maybe had before? You know, I know when you were here uh, back in March, you had given some examples of some different people that you had connected with um, mm -hmm. through youth studies and different things like that. But have you seen those people have those relationships, you know, picked back up or are those people still around or, or what's that look like? Yeah, I think. Um... For example, we had some really good friends uh, that we met through the school, uh, another missionary family here, and and we absolutely just picked right up with them. And then now that we have Edward, our son, who's three and a half, they have another young son who's four. They've been bec they've become friends, and so um, it's kind of given us a little bit of a community here. Uh, our first week back, we went to a church that we spent over a year attending uh, before we could really speak the language. And it was really cool to see everybody again. And everybody was so welcoming. And they're like, uh, they're just finally, they're like, you guys can finally talk to us. And, and like, <laughs> yeah, we can finally kind of express a little bit more about, uh, you know, what our experience was here and now what we're doing long term. And, and yeah, we've had a, lo a lot of pockets of people. I, I, I stayed connected with a Chilean friend as well, long distance for the last couple of years. And we've already connected multiple times and, and um, and he's not a Christian, but uh, the Lord has already opened up doors for us to have multiple gospel conversations. Though at times I have to tell him, man, I wish I could tell you this in English because I can explain it better. But here's better. the yeah. here's my limited attempt at, at explaining to you what the gospel really means for, for, for you and, and what, what the Bible says regarding that. So um, 
but yeah, it, all that to say, the Lord has given us a little pocket of people here that we still are in contact with that has helped the transition be uh, better. And of course, we do have our team, uh, though it's limited in people. There's not a lot of people uh, that we can connect to these days, um, but we still have a team. And so we're just thankful for for not coming in blind with no experience, mm-hmm. with no people here that would just make things that much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm going to jump back to your question, one of your other questions about how the Lord has worked. I know Austin shared personally for him. Um, another way that we've seen is um, so with us working at the school to give some more more context. When we left in 2019 or 2020, um, the school was undergoing a transition to now having national leadership run the school rather than it being run by um, gringos or North Americans. And so that's been um, a challenge, but also a way in which we see the Lord has brought us to this school or brought like returned us to the school at, at such a time as this is um, one, we're having to relearn kind of what the school is like, especially after COVID and with the new leadership administration. But, um, and obviously when change with transition, there's, there's different hurdles to overcome and new things to learn for, for us as well as the new leadership. Um, but that's where we see that God has gifted both, both Austin and I in different ways in which um We've been able to help the administration, for example, with teacher training. I have background in education and and being able to come alongside teachers and observe them and um, and help them in that as well as um, I like planning. I'm just one of those people, but being able to help administration come alongside and plan, like let's start planning for the new year. Let's plan these different activities and different things. And, um, and so that's way, another way that we've seen kind of in our ministry that the Lord is working is through this transition and using our gifts and talents Mm -hmm. um, to help the school and help even during this hard time for the school as as we transition. Um, But seeing that this is God's timing that he's brought us here um, for this and and already see us being utilized in that way. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's so neat just to see that, like, just there again. It's like, how how can we v- plug right in and get, you know, be helpful? Well, God's gifted you in all these different ways, and it's like, just, this is exactly what they need right now. They need our specific giftings and our talents and mm-hmm. the things that we have background in, and so that's so neat. So cool. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. with, with planning, that is such a uh, need in a, a lot of organizations. You know, even in the Bible, it says, without vision, the people will perish, and... and uh, so I, I think that's a great uh, talent to add to y'all's team. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, uh, as Walter said earlier, you know, we're, we're as a staff, we are currently walking through a 40-day prayer journey, uh, a book that we're working through. And we've been talking a lot about prayer with our staff and in our church. We actually, on our last episode last week, we uh, talked to a church member and she's one of she's our prayer coordinator here at the church and she's really just a mighty prayer warrior but we specifically talked about prayer so what are what are some specific points of of prayer that our church can be interceding for you guys about uh you know while you're there and we're here and we kind of feel somewhat like we there's only so much we can do but we can certainly be going to the lord on your on your behalf so what are some of those prayer points you've got mhm um 
just speaking of that verse about vision, that's, um, you know, we really, really believe that, you know, we need to have a vision and we need to have a direction. And, um, and I know that the school, um, had ideas and had different plans, you know, but I think obviously when you come in and you learn a new role and things are different. And so, um, praying that the school can find that vision again, Mm -hmm. find that, find that light, like, um, what kind of school are we going to be? What, how are we going to take those steps to be that type of school? Um, I think that would be a huge prayer request for SCA is just praying for vision and, and praying that it can start from the top down praying, um, that it starts with the administration team and in the school board and, and then goes to the student or the teachers and then the students. And, um, so that would be a huge prayer request just as we transition, we, we need to know where we're going and how we're going to get there. Um, so that would be a huge, huge prayer request. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely our probably biggest ministry prayer request at the moment. Uh, and especially as we integrate into this admin team as well, um, you know, God's we've had a lot of passion and vision for this school for quite some time. And so we're just trying to help cast it and and get people on board. Um, so to pray for that. Um, and then I think on the personal level, just again, with the, the life transition, um, we're, we're doing a lot of work at school. We're trying to maintain balance in the family. Um, First six months is generally don't do much work, but try to focus on language. And it's kind of been the total opposite for us. Mm-hmm. We've been immediately needed on the field and mm-hmm. haven't been able to focus on the language so much. And so we're trying to kind of slow the slow the roll. By, but also, we still know there's some needs. And so we're trying to help fill that, but find that balance. Right. Um, and then some practical things. You know, we're, I'm, I'm trying to find a vehicle for our family. Um, that's a big search and, and, a, and, and anytime you buy a vehicle, vehicle, it's a big purchase for a family. So we're trying to find something that, that here suits our family that Kaylee can drive that was comfortable in as well. And doesn't have to go uh, far though. That, that, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. right. It just has to be able to, you know, to run, but she feels comfortable. <laughs> so, um, no, cause you guys sold your vehicle here, right? Before you left. We're, we did, we're or trying. We're trying. It's yes. Oh, you're still we're, trying. We're okay. going to actually do that from afar still. But so we there's, yeah, that, that, that would sell here. That would be a prayer request mm-hmm. that that would sell here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a lot of little things like that that we're still trying to manage. Um, and then, yeah, and then Edward as well. He's three and a half. And um, there are some opportunities now for him to get into uh, maybe a small Chilean school like a daycare concept where he can learn the language. Yeah. Um, but also it's, it's really needed for us to be able to do our work as well. It's kind of doubly beneficial in that sense. He can learn the language from a very young age, get accustomed to life here. Um, and then we can also focus on some of the stuff that the school needs. Uh, and we're just trying to figure out what that looks like. There's a few different options, but um, yeah, there's just a lot of unknowns with that. So mm-hmm. um, really just, Prayer for the unknowns as we navigate. We're still very much in the adjustment phase of life here. Um, and so trying not to be frustrated with a lot of the changes, but just accepting of them. Yeah. And, and that's the reality. It's not, it's not that these things are bad here. They're just not, we're not used to them. And we have to learn to adapt. And, and so pray for that. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. And then uh, your family. Your family is right. growing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Baby number two yes. is coming in yeah. October. 
purpose of that um, is another time of transition for our family, <laughs> but also something to try to trying to plan. You know, I can't be in the classroom full time. Um, and so what are some different roles and responsibilities that um, I can do? as I go into the third trimester and, and then stay home with the baby. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a new thing trying to navigate, you know, our primary ministry is our family and our kids and, and trying to keep that a focus. But also when you have such a heart and passion for other kids, how do you, how do you balance and how do you, um, also recognizing just our limits like we we have a capacity in everything we do our our time our money our energy our patience like we have capacities in all these ways and how do we use them um wisely in that and so um yeah definitely a prayer request for the the rest of the pregnancy as well as that transition um at the end of the year yeah and we did uh that was another big transition when we got here we had to find a doctor for Kaylee and so uh, through a couple of different attempts, we have settled on a doctor, mm-hmm. and that was a big praise for, for, for us. Uh, and another praise, everything is going smoothly, and baby's healthy, mom's healthy. So big update Good. there. Yeah. Uh, That's um, great. Yeah. So just continue prayer that things go, go smoothly. Um, baby baby number two is healthy, mommy's healthy through, through the process. Hmm. Yes, of course. And um, for the the listeners that that might not already be uh, giving through the First Baptist North Zolch, um, how can people send support uh, financially to you guys? Is is there a, a a place that they can send that to specifically? Yeah. Yes. So we have a um, a link if if you go to bitly dot slash bowed and give bowed and give um when you go there we'll bring you to our organization page um and hopefully you'll see a picture of us um but then you can click at the bottom of the page um to give now and um there's an opportunity that um Others can partner with us with a one-time gift and things um, that helps our one-time expenses, such as getting a car, such as um, some of our um, different just one-time expenses with with moving here and getting Mm -hmm. adjusted, Um, as well as people can partner on a monthly or what we call like a regular basis. that helps with our ongoing expenses, such mm-hmm. as um, our salary, our medical, um, the ministry funds, different things yeah. like that. And so those are two ways um, that you can partner with us financially, as well as, as you've already mentioned, partnering with us um, through prayer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and we'll, we'll try to put that link in the description to the episode, yeah. too. So um, you can just click on it if you're listening. Um, so I'm really interested in the the music in Chile. Like uh, I was thinking about where you guys go to go to church. Is uh, is the style a little different than than you might hear in an American service? Or in the uh, yeah, there's a couple couple things to note. Um, I'm also passionate about music, and and uh, one thing I've noticed is that uh, in, in North American churches we clap. If, uh, if you have a four-beat rhythm, right, yeah. right, one, two, three, four, we clap on the one and the three, mm-hmm. generally, 
Um, no, sorry, we clap on the two and the two four. Two and the four, yeah. It, here in Chile, they clap on the one and the three. And so <laughs> what you have is us gringos over there clapping on the two and the four, and then everybody else clapping <laughs> on the one and the three. Like, uh, maybe we should just yeah, maybe we should just stop clapping. What? Um, that was. <laughs> The leader just that thinks you're applauding him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, why is there constant clapping? Oh, because these guys are clapping on the opposite beat. Um, that was kind of a, that's a funny adjustment or something we noticed. But I think in the church, your your music style is, in our experience, because a lot of the churches that we are, are, are partnering with have been planted by North American missionaries or ABWE, uh, ABWE missionaries mm-hmm. of the past. And so there's a heavy North American influence mm-hmm. on the style. Right. Uh, you have a lot of the same songs, but just translated. And so they follow the same guitar pad- patterns and riffs. And um, outside, yes, you have a totally different style of music. And you have that Latin swing, that mm-hmm. Latin passion that is is definitely part of it. But inside the church, it definitely feels more normal. It feels more traditional. And it mm-hmm. feels, for us, more like home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. That's cool. Well, that's a little inf- piece of information that we'll cherish whenever uh, we get off rhythm here oh, in, in North Zulch. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> know that we've got some Chilean folks in the crowd. So, uh, yes, yep. yes. <laughs> but you just know that you're you're off rhythm. Some you know somewhere, somewhere else in the that's world. That's just a nod. That's a nod to somebody else. That's right. So hey, man, this has yep. been this has been a ton of fun, and uh, I I just uh, I am so excited. You know. Um, I'm excited that God has, you know, provided this partnership with us. That uh, we've got mm-hmm. our church here in North Zulch, Texas, having some roots and having some investment across the world in Chile, and just to see mm-hmm. how God is going to continue mm-hmm. to bless you guys and to lead. And we we will be praying for sure uh, for that direction, that vision, that the school will continue to take shape, that you guys will be influential in that, and that it will be like you said, Kaylee, just from the top down. You know, that's that's the best way forward. It's mm-hmm. got to be from the top down, and it. It fills all the gaps and it bleeds into the organization. So that's what we'll be praying for. And like I said, if you guys are listening and you want to support, please, please, if you feel led to support Austin and Kaylee, uh, reach out and we'll put that link in the show notes mm-hmm. and you can check that out. And uh, I know you won't be disappointed to give to the foreign mission in Chile. So, um, well, we're going to begin to wrap this up for today. And uh, we thank you guys so much for joining us. And so... Mm-hmm. We'll be praying for y'all, but uh, so good to hear y'all's voices and know God is is on the move in Chile. Yes, and um, I wanted to put you guys on the spot uh, since y'all have been learning. What's one of the favorite Spanish phrases that y'all have mastered? Um, well, well, something, an easy one is in English when we say... Like we describe something and we're like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you got it. You understand. Um, they say kachai here. <laughs> so they would be talking and then be kachai. Yeah. After they finish, the they might be like kachai. Um, and, <laughs> nice. and, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's totally Chilean. It's, you're not going to hear that anywhere else because they add their own ending to that word. It's, it's totally a Chilean <laughs> word. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's one that we, uh, we hear frequently, frequently. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. I recently learned, uh, yeah, like a good idea. Like, oh, that's a great idea. They say, rollo. So like, um, buen rollo or 
if I didn't understand, I'd be like, disculpe, no, no, no caché el rollo. And, and it means I didn't catch the role. And that's all it means. <laughs> I didn't catch the role. And so a Chilean explained to me, we say that, he's like, yeah, we say that all the time. It comes from when they used to have um, photos that they would pull out of the, the mm-hmm. film role. And once you pull that out, then you realize what it was. And so if you, oh. if you understood the role, you understood the idea. And, huh. and it's like a weird slang that, that caught on here and people use it all the time. And, you know, if you're thinking about that literally, you're like, I didn't understand the role. And you're like, well, I don't know what that means. I didn't understand that. <laughs> That's something you say at Texas um, Roadhouse when they throw you the rolls or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. There you go, and and so yeah, that's a little couple couple of new things that we're we've been learning. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. We know you guys have got a lot of stuff going on there, and it sounds like you uh, might need to continue to bundle up and get ready for the yeah. <laughs> the winter weather. But we sure do love you guys, and uh, we appreciate you taking some time to sit down and visit with us today. Y'all stay warm now, oh, Kachai. All right. We'll see you. There you go. Exactly. You're picking up. You're picking it up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us. All right, guys. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Bye. Take, you, take Bye. care. Bye, guys. Wow, that was a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. So great, great information, great insight, some great things to listen and to look forward to as we continue to uh, support Austin and Kaylee across the globe in Santiago, Chile. Um, so... Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. So, Walter, if you want to give us some of the closing information here. Of course, yes. So, um, again, you uh, have, have been listening to us through through one of these ways. But if you've got a friend that uh, kind of prefers uh, one, one or the other, you know, you can let them know that uh, we're always putting these up on our Facebook at First Baptist North Zolch. Uh, the Apple Podcasts app has the uh, just search for Small Town Faith Talks there, um, and please, you know, if you are there, go ahead and subscribe and uh, leave us a review so we can you know see who's who's listening, and um, you can find it on our website fbcnz.org as well. Um, but we are wanting to um, to cultivate a, a lot of new questions that we can ask or, or suggestions. Uh, for the podcast, uh, and uh, we'd love for you, for you guys to send us emails at fbcnzpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and like uh, we were talking about before, we're starting up this little hashtag specifically for um, Austin and Kaylee as the uh, First Baptist North Zolch is uh, wanting to support them. Uh, so if you you know are talking about that on the social networks, um, hashtag NZ2Chile. Uh, so that's uh, NZ, like Norzels, n- the number two, and then C-H-I-L-E uh, to, um, you know, kind of group those together when people are searching, you know, to see more information about w- what we're talking about. Kachai? Kachai. That's right. <laughs> well, man, thanks so much for listening, guys. Yes. We hope you have a, a fantastic week. And like we always say, if you're looking for a church home and you're in the area, we'd love for you to join us uh, one weekend here at First Baptist North Zolch, and uh, God is definitely on the move, and we're just excited to see what he's going to continue to do. So you guys take care, and God bless. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. (laughs)